This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Acts chapter 13, you know this passage. It's a very good passage for missions. And um, I think it talk about missions just briefly this evening is pretty important. Uh, because some people, this shouldn't be the issue here, but in Australia it surely would be an issue. Because if you talk about missions, oftentimes people in Australia would think Mission Australia, which is an Aboriginal mission, which they help the Aborigine people. And, um, uh, or sometimes you mention missions, then you get this picture of, say, a, a child with a protruding belly in some third world country. But when we talk about missions in our church, we're talking about someone being sent to some place for a purpose. And so in missions, we're really talking about uh, scriptural missions. It's sending out of our local churches to some part of the world to carry out the great commission given to the church by the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we're talking about, this church sending missions, missionaries out. This church sent us out. The mission boards don't send you out. The other uh, groups, parachurch groups, they don't send you out. God never gave those groups the commission to do this. He only gave his local church that commission to do that. So that's why we do that, send them out. And so we know Matthew you know, 28, 18 through 20, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, amen. So I teach that in the churches in, in Australia. I teach that to the church. We have this in our constitution. We have it listed in our church covenant. It's, for instance, a phrase, to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. In other words, to bring many souls to Christ. We have it in our doctrinal statement. We have it in our statement of faith there. We have it in the different articles in our constitution. And... Uh, so we are going to support missionaries and send missionaries who are affiliated with a, uh, a faith mission, a local church, establishing local churches, whether it be strengthening or starting. And so there's different things that we do in missions, isn't there? We support different people that are actually to support the local church, the growth of a local church, or actually establishing local churches. And so that's what we do. And I teach that to the people. And so all the missionaries that we took on... Um, I, I know pretty much whether we can or can't before I even bring them in, um, if I'm going to bring them in. But I teach them, I give them the information, their doctrinal statement, their, their burden, and uh, where they're going. And so the church can review it and determine also, are they qualified? Are they someone that we could actually support financially and so forth? And, and we get together and the church makes that decision. It's not on me only because... I'm only there temporary. They need to know how to do these things, and so they're equipped to do it. So we make sure we, we cover these areas. So it's important to help the people of the church to have a greater knowledge and an understanding of the working of missions, but it's one thing to have a concern about missions, but to understand the biblical teaching that Jesus has about missions, that's another thing. And see, that is God's will. And so I believe this is a good place for us to start to see and you, I'm sure you've heard this already, but um, just to remind you, the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, you see the Holy Ghost uh, uh, working in the believers' lives and the apostles, and, 
and uh, there's mainly evangelism going on in Jerusalem, in Judea, and then God brings along a persecution, and then what do they do? The disciples scattered abroad. They went everywhere. Samaria, you see the Samaritans getting saved. You see uh, Peter going to like Cornelius, and you see the Gentiles getting saved. And so now they've gone to the regions beyond, and they're going. Uh, so in the first 12 chapters, that's what you see. But then I believe what we see here in chapter 13 is where the Holy Spirit is showing us and honing in on his method of putting missionaries out there through the local church now, through the authority of the local church. And so you see that from chapter 13 through the rest of the book. And so chapter 13, verse 1. <clears throat> now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they... As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And you can see through chapter 13 and chapter 14, the missionary journeys of uh, Saul and uh, uh, Barnabas doing the work of God. That's missions. And so uh, we see that there's important uh, points in this passage that these people were actually serving the Lord in the local church. And now, granted, the Lord had already called Paul, didn't he, on the road to Damascus. He'd already put his hand on Paul, and he was sending them to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And in Acts chapter 26, when Paul was standing before Agrippa, giving a testimony on that day, what happened to him, this is one of the things that he said that uh, uh, the Lord spoke to him. And he says, In the witness of both these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. So he was already an apostle to the Gentiles. He was going to go out there because that was his commission as an apostle. But we see him here in Acts chapter 13 within that local church because he stayed in that local church when Barnabas came and got him. Uh, and called them over to help. They saw the grace of God there. They rejoiced and they assembled there. And so they were establishing that church at Antioch. And so Paul is ministering there. Barnabas is ministering there. And we see there within that church there that God, the Holy Ghost has already, we don't know this, it's not written here, but the, God, the, the Holy Spirit already called Paul and told him and Barnabas. And then he lets the church know as well. Now, what we see here is something very unique, isn't it? It's very different than the way we talk about a call today. We say that we're called to Australia, we're called to this field, we're called to do this, called to do that. But when we look at it uh, uh, literally in the Word of God, when we see the word call there, uh, throughout the Old Testament, God was calling the people. He called the prophets to do certain things. He spoke audibly to do things. And then when we see Jesus on earth here, we see that Jesus called unto him his disciples, his apostles, and he committed, commissioned them to go out. See, that was a verbal call. And then we see Paul here. Paul is the Holy Spirit now, is, has dealt with him. And we know that Paul was saying that he was called to be this. And so that's the last you actually see a physical, a vis, a, an audible call from God to 
a vocational work of ministry as a missionary or as a pastor or anything like that, prophet. And we don't have prophets that didn't, you know that, right? I know that, you know that I know that. <laughs> but just making sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, but God does not speak audibly to those people today. There was a change in the approach on how God puts a person into that ministry, into the pastorate, into as a missionary. There's a different way. And it's not subject, just subject to our own interpretation on something, this own feeling that we might get or this own sensation or this own circumstances or all whatever things that we actually subject to our own thinking and reasoning and say, well, I believe that uh, God's put it in my heart to be a missionary. Now, that, those things are said all the time. But is it biblical? Is it foundational? What is it built on? And I believe the Bible gives us those answers, and we're not going to go into all that tonight, but I, I'll give you a little bit of uh, food for thought, okay? Because there's no doubt in my mind that there are young people in our churches that God wants to use in the ministry, wants them to be missionaries. He wants them to do uh, 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 pastoring or things of that nature, but there may be some apprehensiveness or some, some uh, uncertainty, some people afraid because... It's my own interpretation, my own understanding, and maybe I'm wrong and so forth. But look, you don't have to be wrong about those things. The fact is we are all committed to go. So we're either going to pray and give or we're going to go. All of us are going to be involved with uh, this in one way or another. Maybe not as a vocation going, but certainly as a praying and giving. But mind you, beloved, that the world is the mission field, isn't it? So we're all to be going. So as we're going in our life, we're going to be a witness. So, but to, we're talking about as a vocation, as a lifestyle, uh, like a missionary is doing. How do you know God wants you to do that? Well, I believe that the Holy Spirit is working in people's lives. He does work in people's lives and he qualifies you and enables you to do that. For instance, to be in the, uh, 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 the pastor in 1 Timothy chapter 3, what does it say there, verse 1? If any man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. So there has to be a desire in a person's heart. If you're a young person, hey, even if you're 40, an old person, like I was 40 when, when I decided the Lord would have us to go to Australia. But, uh, but no matter what age you are, there's this desire that has to be evaluated in your life. Some people want the desire to be a pastor or be a missionary because they, they believe that there's a glorious thing about it. They want, they want the recognition that sometimes comes with that. Or maybe they think that I want that position. It's a prestigious thing. It's an honorable thing. So this is what I want. See, if that's your desire, then that's a wrong desire. See, the, the motive is the wrong motive. Here... If you desire the office of a bishop, you desire a good work. See, the office and work go together. And beloved, being a pastor and being a missionary is work. You're not going to see the, the people coming in and wanting to be saved and people uh, coming to get answers to your quest, their question in life just like that. No, you got to work it. You got to study. And so this, the work that you do is... Ephesians talks about this. When God gave gifts to the church, he gave them apostles and prophets, because we don't have those anymore, but he gave them pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And what was it for? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 
So you're going to build up these people. You're going to equip them. You're going to train them. You're going to help prepare them. You're going to help qualify them. Uh, you're going to actually dispatch them for ministry. See, so the church has a responsibility or the pastor has a responsibility to uh, know these truths and to uh, be able to apply them to the people in the church and uh, uh, help them to see that God may be working on a person's life for ministry. And so I might say to, to you, I've been watching you, brother so-and-so. What's your name? Chris. Chris. So I've been watching you, brother Chris. And your wife's name? Magdalene. Who? Magdalene. Okay, Magdalene. So I've been watching you two. I call you into my office like the pastor does. You're called on the carpet. You're in trouble. All right. So Chris, Magdalene, look. I've been watching you too. You've been actively involved in the church. You've been serving, and it's like you do anything that you can do to help. And I think that uh, perhaps you're teaching a class too. You're quite capable of teaching. I believe you have a fervent desire to see people saved, and uh, you seem to have a little bit of organizational ability, some skills. And and I could go on and on and on about these things, and, and I might say. Do you think it's possible that the Lord could use you in vocation ministry? Have you ever thought about that, being a missionary or being a pastor? Have you ever thought about that? And you'd probably say, oh, sure I have. <laughs> well, that's good news, you know. And so you talk about that and see what is happening. The pastor is working with people that the Holy Spirit's working on because he's going to work on people who are doing something for God because here's what you see, how the Holy Ghost worked on those people who were ministering unto the Lord in the church so he's going to pull out as it were uh the cream of the crop you know what i mean by that i don't say that i'm the cream of the crop far from it i can't believe i'm even doing what i'm doing of where i'm at but it does seem like god takes those people that are in the church that are doing something for god it seems like they're a great asset to the church and he removes them and he's going to send them to another place well that's typical god will do that but God will take care of the church here because he has a mission for that person over there and he has something else uh, for you here. So there's questions you need to uh, uh, look at. Evaluate your de deepest desire. Evaluate your life. Um, evaluate your gifts. Do you have this work, uh, ruling ability, uh, leading, shepherding? Do you have compassion for people? Boy, you don't want to be in the ministry and not have some compassion. Uh, so if you have these sort of things, then maybe it is. Yes, God is wanting you to be part of perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry and edifying the body of Christ. Evaluate your growth. How are you growing theologically? How are you doing in that regard? So are you accountable to the church as well? Uh, what about another thing? Well, First uh, Timothy 3.15 talks about, But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And there's accountability. You know what? I'm accountable to the churches. I'm accountable to my home, home church. Uh, and in Acts chapter 15, we, don't, we won't read all that, but I will tell you this. You probably are familiar with it as it is already. But we have some people that went out and was telling them, this church, that you need to be uh, uh, circumcised and so forth. And that caused a lot of problems. So the church sent Paul back to Jerusalem with all this and we needed answers and the church of Jerusalem said we did not say such a thing and we did not send him to do that and so he was making that 
person that went to that church or that group of believers that went to that church and was teaching these false things, making them accountable. And so I'm accountable. The church had to see my doctrinal statement. They need to also see my reports and see that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, here I am giving you FaceTime even. Can you imagine that if I wasn't doing the right thing? Uh, and so you, sometimes missionaries do that. They go astray. And that'll happen. Uh, you just got to be on the alert. And so pastors quite much on the alert. And I try to be very transparent as it is. All right. So we, what we see here is the church has that responsibility to, to identify and to prepare and to equip and to authorize and to send out to the ministry, into the ministry. That's what this church did here at Antioch. They put their hand on, on them and sent them out. So you see the Apostle Paul, who had the commission already to be Apostle of the Gentiles, submitting himself to the authority of the church. He was staying there, serving in the church. The Holy Ghost wanted him out in Barnabas. And so the church saw that as well. The Holy Spirit let him know that. And so Paul submitted to that, and the church sent them, and they went under that authority. Even the great apostle Paul submitted to the church authority. So we do the same thing, submit to the church authority. So the church will, uh, they're the only ones that have the right to send missionaries. They're the only ones that uh, have the responsibility to, uh, to identify and to equip and to prepare and to dispatch them, authorizing them for ministry. And uh, the church supports them. And so the missionary must be submitted to the local church's authority. That's the way missions work. And that's the way the church is functioning. That's the way their missionaries are to function. Now, we don't have time, but I will just uh, give you an idea. Uh, you can write down these notes if you like. But in, in chapter 14, when you read through chapter 14, you'll find out that there's a, a work of the ministry that you must be involved with in the ministry. There's a work. See, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires the good work. Well, as a missionary, you've got to work. There's work. And so what does a missionary do? They're preaching. Look at, if, if you could, just verse 14, or chapter 14, verse 21 through 28, you study yourself, you'll see these words, you'll see these examples, and this is what a missionary, at the very least, should be involved with. So, verse 21, there's preaching, and when they had preached the gospel to that city, uh, look at verse uh, 22. It says, and taught many people. So there's teaching that must be going on. Uh, and then verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples. So this is uh, important to strengthen them, to, to establish, come beside them and, and strengthen them even more. And then there's exhorting in verse 22 where it says, exhorting them to continue in the faith. That has to do with encouragement, yes, but there's also a lot of other meanings to that. And then there's a verse 23, ordaining elders. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, and so we have elders in our church. We have a man who's a pastor. He's an elder, if you will, pastor, elder, bishop, same. And so he's ordained. Brian is a deacon. He's ordained. And we look at verse 23, and when they had prayed and with fasting, so there's praying and fasting that goes along. In verse 23, and they commended them to the Lord. So you commend them uh, to the work of the Lord. And then returning, verses 24 through 26, where it says, um, and they and then sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the works which they fulfilled. So they returned, and then they were reporting in verse 27. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them 
and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And so missionaries will go out reporting, visiting the supporting churches. And then in verse 28, uh, and there they abode long time with the disciples. This is where we get the furlough, the resting. And that's the agenda of a missionary, the very minimum. See, it's work to be a missionary. And if you desire that work, God bless you. God will sustain you. He will gift you. He will enable you to do that. You can have no fear. You can be certain about that. And uh, so if God's working in someone's life, if you think that you're examining your desire to be a missionary, um, ask some of those questions. These are just some basics. Get with the pastor. Get with your parent. Get with the spiritual leader that you trust and have confidence in and discuss that with them. But ultimately, definitely talk with the pastor about it and see God may be wanting to use you over there. Maybe he won't. And I'll tell you this, beloved. When I was 19 years of age, I believed that God wanted me to go to the mission field. But he never let me go to the mission field, overseas, as it were. Sure, I was in the military. I was in the mission field there, big time, right? So we, were, we worked on our ship, saw people saved on the ship. So a lot of Marines get saved, and so on. We're, wherever we went, we were always serving. And, and then there you go, at age 40 or so, that's when... I believe the Lord would have us to move out and go overseas in mission work. And so, yeah, just because you say that uh, I believe God wants me to go to missionary and you're, or it's possible, uh, don't be afraid to say, God, I'll be that. Because he may just keep you here to be the missionary. But he may be working in your life to go. And you know what? God will enable you and God will meet the need, everything, every need that you have. You can be sure that he will supply it. I, I'm living proof of that, I can tell you that. And praise God for that. And I shared some things with Pastor, some of the blessings on how that's worked out. See, it's just a matter of faith and trusting God. And when you do that, you could be certain that God's going to take care of you because that's what He wanted you to do. And He's going to sustain you and equip you to do that work. Let us pray. Father, we're grateful for the Bible. Thank you for the attentive, uh, attentiveness of God's people here, the folk here. And, Lord, no doubt there's a lot of a repetition in people's minds that we've covered, but we tried to give, uh, Lord, a little insight into missions and how it works. And, and thank you, Lord, that uh, this church has recognized that down through the decades even and sending many, many missionaries and supporting many, many missionaries, and, Lord, even including us. And thank you to be, in, be a part of a great work as this and to be sent by them. And, so, Lord, it's our honor and our privilege. We do pray that you'd work in the people's lives here, continue to send people out from within this body. Lord, I know that you're working in people's hearts and in their lives, and there are people who are certainly qualified. And, Lord, I pray you give them that desire and a strong desire and that they'll reach out and long for that. And, Lord, there may be some hesitation, yes, but uh, because of uncertainties, it's going into a new thing. But, Lord, make their path straight, and I know that you will. So I pray you'd undertake here this evening. Thank you for the blessings of this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened. And we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.